This episode is sponsored by Joy Mode. Previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. You went on the Gender Fluid Factory tour. You went downstairs to investigate where you found a sleeping envy that you woke up. Like jiggling the handle. The door is locked. It locks from the outside? Envy actually can cast a spell that locks the room that you're in. And since Envy's not dead, the spell isn't going to stop either. Uh, hmm. Oh, I think I have to spell magic. Ooh. I'm like, uh, I don't want to die, but I also don't want to use fourth level slot. Okay, well, then you don't really not want to die. Okay, know? listen, I got a historian on my back that's dying. <laughs> like, just open the door. <gasps> okay. Let us get the fuck out of here and... Uh, before this caterpillar turns back into murderous robot. Coming up from the surface of the like sewage pond area that the pipes are going into, from the middle of that, a small oozy glob floats to the surface. And as you guys are making your way towards the sewers, trying to leave the room, Rux, you notice that it begins to kind of like move a little bit, but it's like a clumsy, uncoordinated movement. Oh my God, is that baby... I, I think mean, it's I a baby bay. <laughs> As you guys are looking at it, you can kind of start to hear a, an adolescent sounding. They're, they're not flushable. They're not flushable. What are, what are those we're not flushable. We're not flushable. Yeah, we're, we're not, not flushable. Oh, that's a, that's a fat bug. That kind of looks like your cousin. Eric. It's a baby you. fat bug. So it's worse than bay. Lynn wants to get a little sample of this fat bug. Okay. Puts it in there to go glove. Yep, a cup full of uh, Fatberg juice. Gross. Just to remind everybody, you do have a client tonight to meet up with. You need to meet up with Cece yeah. House House about a haunted house. And it looks like somebody called while you were all passed out. You have a voicemail. Uh-oh. There's a long pause. And then suddenly... Indy is watching. Ugh. Click. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and my phone now corrects the word district to district. Yes. <laughs> oh, I hate uh, Hi, my name is Katie. I play Linspector St. Tit. And uh, my phone just doesn't correct the word apartment. It lets me put all sorts of E's in there. And it's like, this is perfect. <laughs> just all sorts <laughs> <laughs> Cursive, italic. Backwards, upside down. My name is Brandle. I play Bay, and my phone still corrects OMW to on my way with an exclamation point. I have no idea how to fix it. I've changed it in shortcuts. I don't know, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> I, I want people to know that I'm cool and use shortened versions. <laughs> My name is Tisha, and I know how to change that on the phones. And I went in and I changed it for someone and made LOL 
equal, oh my gosh, that was so good. I'm going to bring you a beer for that. Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> and they sent it to their mom, multiple, mother, multiple times, but never sent to me. So either I'm not funny <laughs> or uh, they just don't like me. I also changed okay to poop, but that wasn't it. <laughs> nice. I'm just waiting for Tisha to say one more thing. And <laughs> actually. <laughs> yes, actually. Um, hey, it's your favorite F-slur, Jonathan. And uh, testing, testing, mic check, one, two, one, two. This voice is just as squeaky clean as my bussy. Yes. Yes. Hang on, you got a little schmutz. That schmutz. Oh my god, I want to say something, but I've already said F slur. Oh gosh. <laughs> what What else were you gonna say? <laughs> Nothing. Great. Before this goes even more downhill, we have a question. <laughs> oh well, here we go. Um, I, yeah, I guess. Hang on, this might still go downhill. We are continuing the question from last date, which is, "What is your worst date story?" And next up is Katie. The worst couple dates that I went on, they weren't bad, but it was just because I was mentally in a really horrific, not horrific place, but just, well, they were my last couple straight dates and they were the straightest dates that I think have ever existed in the history of the world. Like when you think about heterosexual dates, TM, this is what these dates were. We went and saw a horror movie so that I would get scared and grab his arm. So that was one of them. Yes. And then the last date, yeah, the last straight date I ever went on was we went swing dancing and he told me that he <sighs> would have voted for Trump if he was American Whoa. and he Ugh. was in the military. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe men just really aren't working for me. <laughs> the swing dancing might be kind of cool, maybe. It can be really, really fun, but there's like a way to do it that is not super gendered. Like there are people who are into the 50s aesthetic and it's really, mm-hmm. really because of traditional values when men were men and women were women and American society was white. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I guess I never, I never thought about the decade of swing dancing. I don't even, I guess it's the fifties. I think it's the fifties, but like there's a way to do it. And then there's like, also like, I'm just gay and I love throwing people around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, cause there are queer swing dancing groups, right? Like, well, wasn't there a resurgence of like real big fish and like this ska swing yeah. kind of mix in the yes, late 2000s? There's some really cool YouTube videos. Yeah. It's between the 1920s and 40s, so it's not the 50s. But like you have to be careful oh, with people sorry. who idealize that kind of era just because, you know what I mean? Like it can very quickly. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. I, I never thought about it that way, but yeah, that totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So like there's like there's always a way to like dancing is very gendered, right? Like there's a way that the men dance and there's a way that the women dance and like you know what I mean? And like definitely there are ways that people fight and interpret that in the modern age, but like generally when people talk about like dancing, it's it's a man and a woman, right? Like man mm. leads, the woman follows, like and it you don't but think still, about how gendered that, that is until you know, you're a lesbian on a date with a guy in the army and you're like, damn, bitch, just trying really hard to be a woman right now. And that sounds pretty terrible. Yeah. I have a I have a myriad of terrible dates that I've been on because in my 20s, I did not discriminate. I was like, oh, you're going to ask me on a date? Yeah, I'll go. Before knowing anything about them, 
And now, Yikes. like, I have a, a something that I say at the right before everything. And especially, like, living in different places. Not everybody is as, I guess, leftist as I am. And that's very important to me. So uh, all of those dates were training, for sure. But I went on a date with someone who owned a pig farm. And I they took me to their pig farm for the first date. But I think maybe if I take their political views aside, probably the worst date I went on uh, was I went on a date with this woman and we went and had pho and they had like two sips of their soup and then went to the bathroom and they were in there for like 20 minutes and then came back out and didn't eat any more of their soup. Like just did not <laughs> eat whatsoever. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then we went walking around downtown and they were just jacked and they had, they had apparently went to the bathroom and did meth in the bathroom for that 20 minutes. And that's why they weren't hungry. So, but yeah, it was pretty awkward. They were really rude to this, this, um, unhoused person. And that was it. And I'm like, okay, bye. If you're ever hungry again, maybe hit me up. But until then, see ya. And then the next day, I I think it was before my birth. It was like a week before my birthday. And I had mentioned my birthday. They dropped a present off at my house the next day. They, They found out where I lived and they gave me a, a necklace and a coffee mug for my birthday. Wow. After that first date where I said, yeah, I don't necessarily want to see you again until you're hungry. And maybe they didn't get that. Hey, I know you're high. That maybe was too subtle for their high ass. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. That was probably, that was my worst date where it wasn't like Katie's. I'm going to vote for Trump or something. (laughs) Bathroom meth is hard to beat. Yeah. Mine's, not nearly as bad as some of yours, Jesus. I uh, was younger, and we went to... It was a New Year's Eve date. So I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the first time I ever get a kiss for New Year's Eve. And we went to this bar in South Florida on Wilton Drive. And it was just super awkward. It was a super packed, crowded bar, because everything is on New Year's Eve. And it was... I don't know. It was just weird there was barely any talking because it was like our first date he we didn't know anyone else there so we're just kind of sitting there quietly and awkwardly he drank so heavily that he couldn't even respond to questions and by the time the clock actually hit midnight he was literally face down asleep on the bar so i didn't get a midnight kiss i had to drive him home were you dating me was i your date (laughs) my bad girl my bad (laughs) Anyway, we went on a second date to a, a gay club later, and he was like, it's okay, baby. I got VIP. And then we sat in the fucking alone VIP section just looking at the dance floor like, this is terrible. Why does, <laughs> why does anyone do this? <laughs> All right. So uh, summary from last week, we are at CC House House's Haunted House. Yeah. And it's haunted? Yes. Yes. So we got a call being like, hey, trying to sell this house. It's a nice house, but it's fucking haunted. You were, yeah, just approaching the house, and Cece was on the porch. I will set the scene a little bit more this time, since we were wrapping up last time. Um, so it is a new day. Make sure you are all, all fully rested. 
just because I know we took some damage before. The four of you are approaching a vacant yet maintained mansion. Uh, there's a stately facade with well-kept landscaping. The exterior has intricate moldings and towering columns. The imposing entrance features a large porch in front of a grand door with ornate carvings and symmetrical windows on either side. Cece is sitting on the porch, smiling, and gives a little wave. She has a sleek shoulder-length bob in a platinum blonde shade with a little shine to it. Uh, you'd probably put Cece in her early to mid-40s. 40s. Very real estate agent, though. Uh, and she looks to have incredible skin to the point where either she's an expert at makeup or friendly with a surgeon or maybe like some combo of the two. She's wearing a tailored charcoal gray pantsuit accentuated with a vibrant electric blue silk blouse. Uh, and she's maintaining impeccable posture, sitting fully upright while she's sitting in her wheelchair. And the wheels of her chair have round spoke guards that have her name and emblem on it. So it says CC in an arch up top and then two outlines of houses kind of interlocking in the middle. And as the wheels move, you can see there's a little bit of iridescence to the emblem. Uh, yeah, Lynn whistles at the house. It's the nicest house he's seen. Yeah, this thing's huge. And also, it doesn't feel quite the same. It doesn't feel as futuristic as everything else in here. I wouldn't say it's old to the point where what we would consider old in our time. But oh, because... my God. No, no, no. It's a new house from our era. There we go. There we go. The fucking paneling on the side is like... <laughs> taped on with future tape <laughs> hey Bradle, you're an architect mm -hmm, what does mm -hmm. this house look like a lot of future tape a lot of future yeah tape. uh hello i am shannon powers uh historical reenactor uh revivalist if you will <gasps> this is a beautiful home that you have here uh, any takers any buyers Oh, yes. Thanks for coming. I do. I do have a buyer right now. Uh, ready to sign a contract. Just need to make sure the house isn't haunted. That's the stipulation is make sure it's not haunted. Uh, so if we could make sure that happens tonight, that would be great. Let me uh, show you inside. All right. Uh, uh, y yes. Uh, before we uh, go inside, could you please uh, let us know what has been going on with these hauntings? If they if there have been any. Oh, it's a rumor that's gone around. Uh, there's stories that the news has told for years that they can hear screeching from the street, that there's screams happening in the house. But I've been here most days and haven't heard much. So uh, haven't heard much. So I think so you do. You have heard things, but you do not attribute it to but ghosts. This was during the day that you visit. No, it's all just screaming and haunting at night. Oh, no, it definitely happens in the day, too. Okay, okay. I've heard things, yes, in the house, but I, I don't, I cannot attribute it to ghosts. That makes no sense. So I just need to figure out what it is. And this is why you hire a detective, not, you know, home inspector, plumber, you know, foundation specialist, EMG, ghost hunter. I mean, I'm very diverse. I'm not saying that we cannot do this service for you, but. Well, you were recommended to me, actually. So oh. by oh, who? Oh, there we go. I was referred by your friend Zastasha Felzar. I just sold her a, a loft over in the Pink District. Oh. Oh, that's real, because she ghosted us. Oh. I, well, I mean, with how famous she's become, I guess it makes sense. But that's, isn't it incredible how fast she's come up? I'm so happy for her. <laughs> ah, I do not know who this Zastasha Felzar is, but I do know that we uh, are now officially uh, the the people you're going to call the Ghostbusters. Ah. 
<laughs> Not TM. Space in the middle. While we go, <laughs> while, we go <laughs> while we go inside, you said there were intricate carvings. Would I notice anything about them? Uh, nothing special. Okay, yeah. Then I'm I'm, I'm not inside. Just like paisley. Yes, it's just paisley. It's paisley tie pattern um, carved into a door. It's just ties, actually. Oh. It's just ties. Very nymphia wind. Actually, it's a it's Very a QR nice. code. It's a QR code. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. When uh, CC said that about Zastasha, Rux wants to open up Tentacle. Great. To search Zastasha to see what CC is talking about because Rux has not heard a peep about Zastasha since. So you type Zastasha into Tentacle, and the first video that pops up starts playing. Hey everyone, it's me, Tito Links Guru, with a new social standing segment. With Tokyo BNB being MIA for a, over a week, a new influencer has taken over. That's right, for the first time in years, we have a new top influencer on Tentacle. Zastasha Belzar is hashtag biblical with over 1 billion followers and just released her new album, Goose a Bitch. As an original oh. Belzar fan, I've got an early look at Zastasha's new makeup line. Like for part two. Who hers a bit? Did I have that Right? This is such a distraction. Nikki Minaj dress. I've heard the song. It's just a coke rant. <laughs> um, can can Rex roll sleight of hand to see if they can play the video? But make sure the volume's down. Like, I don't accidentally just, like, hit play, and then it just starts blasting the song in front of Sure. Everyone. Oh, I shouldn't have asked if I could do that. Eight. I think maybe it starts a little bit before you get the volume. Oh, shit. Volume down, volume down, volume down. Oh, it's, I hit something on my, uh, my ad. It was an ad. That sound really catchy. <laughs> Jonathan, can you give us a sample of... Zastasha's song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, little blue bitch got no feet, but I got two feet. You have no foot because I have one foot. Now look at you with your blue no foot, but I got two foot and two pink boots. Where's your boots? You can't have boots because you have no feet. Uh, <laughs> Bay is crying. <laughs> I want the wiki annotations on this immediately. <laughs> I know Rux is covered in fur, but Rux goes super flush and all the color drains out of their face after that. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry, I accidentally uh, tapped on that. I, I didn't uh, necessarily mean to, but uh, it seems like uh, Tokyo has been missing for like uh, a week, Yeah, which is basically like yeah. a year in the influencer time. Maybe I should think... Got, you know, killed. Maybe she's on Drag Race. <laughs> drag Race. I'm sorry, but that was good. Um, uh, uh, well, before we begin to ponder whether or not uh, the one Tokyo B-Air bed and breakfast is alive or not, we should take care to make sure that this house gets sold. Ah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we got paid by Tokyo, and uh, CC, well, she asked us to do this job, so 
Uh, we can always do some pro bono work on the side for, you know, an old case. But uh, yeah, we got to focus on disproving that this house is haunted. Can Lynn do like an investigation check to like, you know, look for cracks in the foundation, any obvious pipe leaking, like anything structural that is very obvious that could contribute to some of these noises? Like exterior wise, you want to walk around the house or what? You know, the front of the house, if like when an old house is, okay, this is Katie knowledge. This isn't Lynn knowledge, I suppose. That's fine. Stop being smart, Katie. But there are like very obvious <laughs> signs of structural instability, like very obvious cracks. You know what I mean? Like, got you. I know, I know that you did say that it was well maintained, but like even cracks and shift in the foundation, like on the side of windows and stuff has to be patched. The house is definitely a bit weathered. Okay. The lawn and landscaping is much more well maintained than the house itself. Mm -hmm. So there are you know you can tell the windows are fucking old. Things need to be replaced at some only point. Only double pane. Yeah. <laughs> only use ties for a door. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some structural stuff. It's not to the point where you think the house is going to collapse or anything, but mm -hmm. it's definitely seasoned. It's a weathered home. Okay. Okay. So definitely she could be right in being like, oh, the weird sounds are like. The creaking floor is not a ghost or a poltergeist. Yeah, like really old pipes and stuff. Well, uh, Cece, if you could, please let us lead us in and show us this wonderful home that you have on sale for this buyer. That's potential. Yeah. Yes. As well as, you know, any places that you've heard these noises. Even if they are not ghosts, it's helpful to target what it could be so that we can explain to the buyer. Sure. Hang on. Let's uh let's go inside. She takes a key, opens the door. And as you step through the door in the house, there's like an eerie chill that seems to seep into your bones. Mm. Cece will kind of shiver and go, Oh, let me just start a fire to warm this place up real quick. A fire? This place still has <laughs> open flame for heating in the house. It's a magical fire. Look. And Cece will roll across the dark hardwood floors to a tall stone fireplace and turn a small crank, which ignites a purple and pink fire with a whoosh of magic. Bisexual. Uh, a brilliant display. Um, th this house is gorgeous. Uh, could you tell us um, where do you usually hear these uh, noises coming from? Well, so that's the interesting thing. It's... From all directions, every room you can hear it. I've I've heard the, she'll put up air quotes, screeching a few times. And it's been in a bedroom. It's been in the library. It's been the wine cellar, the kitchen. I mean, it just comes from wherever. Ah. Well. Okay. It's settled as a ghost. Can I roll perception to see if there's any, like, speakers or microphones or any kind sure. of, like, spy Google shit? Home. Of course. Oh, Google Home as well. Hey, Siri. I mean, hey, Siri. <laughs> Someone in my family has a house that has like a 70 speaker system where like you can, there's like a little, there's an intercom in every bedroom and you can press it to like play the radio. I love that. And like, I know. I fucking love it. It's an 18. I use the intercom feature on Google Home often. It scares the fuck out of me when Mark does that. When I have visitors. When you have visitors. <laughs> Just take your shoes off. Just because you have people over, but you don't want to be in the same room with them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying like when family stays for the week or something. Ah. And I'm like, turn that TV down. 
<laughs> uh, I do want to roll an Arcana check to see about the fire. It's just interesting. Sure. Go ahead and roll that. Uh, oh. Rux, you don't really notice any obvious electronics that could be projecting anything. No. And I got a 12. Okay. Ooh, magic fire. That's so pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can uh, uh, crank it if you want to, and it'll change colors, too. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Depending on when you crank it, where you crank it to. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. House has a lot that comes with it. Um. So, yeah. So, you heard the screeching. There was also screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple different noises that occur, but they all kind of sound uh, like a breathy yell of pain sorrow which could obviously be pipes yeah or um i don't know something in 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 between the walls a, a rat just one rat yes kin you know a, a crocoduck or something you know how crocoducks scream bay wants to do like an intelligence check to see if there's any illusions or something making this house look nicer for sale sure go for it i mean i do have speak with dead oh do they have to be dead Dirty 20. Yeah, speak with dead has to be dead, Katie. No, I know. Like, it has to be there and dead. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, corpse of my choice within range. Can I cast just talking with somebody? <laughs> Randall, what were you rolling? Oh, okay. I remember now. I rolled a perception, but if you want to call it intelligence, then it would just be a 19. That's fine. You, uh, you were seeing if it's magically hepped up better than it should be. Is that what it is? Trying to... Yeah, like, are, is CC making the house look better than it is? Okay, so there's actually a lot more dust and things than you would expect in a house that's been trying to sell. There's a lot of, like, footprints on the ground that have been, like, kicking up the dust as you walk through it. But this house doesn't seem to have a lot of occupants in it ever. Yeah, so even though it's not really dusted, the plants all seem to still be thriving. So it has been somewhat maintained, just not to, like, pristine condition. Uh, Cece will say, so would you like a tour of the house while we discuss any more business, or should I just get out of here and let you do your work? I think that if there are possibly ghosts or poltergeists or beings from a different plane of existence, you should definitely uh, remain outside so that we can uh, investigate on our own. Okay, great. Well, I've got another client that I can go see. So unless there's any other questions you have for me or do you want to know anything else about the house? I have one. Yeah. How do you know Zestasha? Uh, Zestasha came to me because I sell expensive real estate. So. This house is considered expensive real estate? Oh, this house is ridiculously expensive. It, to the point. But it's haunted. Uh, it's not. That's just a rumor, but this house has been on the market for almost seven years, partially because the price was set by a very specific will from about 65 years ago. And let's just say they had very high expectations for the housing market. Um, is there any way that we can get a copy of that will? Whose will? Yeah. Not like hers will, but like hers will. Uh, this, is, this house was owned by the Chippy Buckle family. Owned. Do we know them? Um, the Chippy Buckle family is one of the well-known older families in Soul Quest City, um, but there are no Chippy Buckles actually living in Soul Quest anymore. 
So the Chippy Buckle family has passed this place down for generations, and the current owner lives out of the country and has no desire to move back. I guess he left when he was about two or three, never even lived in this manor, and doesn't want it. So they put it on the market, but because of that will, the stipulation is the house cannot sell for any less than 69 million credits. Huh. Okay. Ah. Nice. Ah, it uh, makes sense for such an exquisite house. Well... If, if 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 we happen to come across anything, I'm sure that we will uh, give you uh, we we will give you uh, any information that we come across. Uh, do we have a way of contacting you? Oh sure, here's my card, and she'll hand you a card that actually has a, some movement to it, so you'll see her face like kind of like wink in the corner. Nice. Uh, who's who's the uh, the the buyer of the house that uh, is worried about ghosts and haunting? Well, considering the price of this house, it should be no surprise. The uh, buyer is actually Dodge Von Thor of the Von Thor family. You know, of the Von Thor of the Von Thor family family. Uh, yes. Dodge Von... Thor of the Von Thor family. Dodge Von Thor. Of the Von Thor family. Whole name. Dodge Von Thor of the Von Thor family? Yeah. First name Dodge. Second name Von. Third name Thor of the Von Thor family. Dodge Von... <laughs> Thor, of the Von Thor of, family. Of the... Hold on, I'm writing this down. I of promise you it's not a 30-letter anagram. The, <laughs> of the... Van... Von. Van... Thor... And... Thor? Oh Thor family? <laughs> what was the last word? Family. Fam oh family? <laughs> Dodge Von Thor of the Von Thor family. Of the Von Thor of the Von Thor family family. Clearly. Okay, Dodge Van Thor of the Van Thor family. I'm cutting this Von bit. Thor, <laughs> Thor family. <laughs> what do we know about them? Uh, the Van Thor of the Van Thor family family is a very wealthy family in Soulquest City. Dodge is the current heir and owner of several businesses under an umbrella company, the Van Thor of the Van Thor family co. Do you happen to know if they wow. own a place uh, that sells energy drinks or anything like that? I mean, the Von Thor, the Von Thor family family owns most of SoulQuest City. I don't know what companies specifically. They do a lot of uh, um, offshore umbrella stuff. You know how you DBA some things? Ah, absolutely. Uh, are any of them named Andy or Miss Andy of the Von Thor family family? There's an Andrew Von Thor of the Von Thor family. Aha. Uh -huh. Maybe they go by Andy. Uh, Rux. Maybe they go by Miss Andy? I, I've never met Andrew, unfortunately, but maybe. So it's oh. Andrew Von Thor? Of the Von Thor family. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know how this last name is difficult. It's a well-known name. Yeah, they're on that restaurant. When you're here, you're Von Thor family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, thank you. This has been a very enlightening uh, time for us. Uh, we will begin searching for the ghosts. Are there any keys that we need before we leave? Oh, I have made sure everything is unlocked for you. Don't worry. Um, and if you do see anybody outside, there is a groundskeeper that comes with the place. That's why it's so nice out there. Uh, so if you do see Jiggles walking around, it's okay. It's just Jiggles. Okay, Jiggles, the groundkeeper. Yeah, he likes to keep to himself most of the time. I haven't had much conversations with him, but I mean, he's great with a mower. Yeah, it's very well maintained. Well, let's do a little tour of this place. If you do not hear back from us within 24 to 48 hours, please contact 
this number. Ah, okay. Thank you. Um, I'll let you know there are five bedrooms, three and a half baths in this place. Uh, the basement has a gym and a wine cellar. I will also let you know the wine is not listed in the sale of the house. So if you see anything you like, go ahead and take it. Oh, excellent perk. Yeah. Perk great. Uh, and unfortunately, the pantry and kitchen have been basically scrubbed out. There's no food here in the house, but there's plenty of places that deliver to this area. So in case you need any of that, bathrooms are on every floor, five bedrooms. There's a library, a study, a conservatory, drawing room. Uh, uh, th uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. So we will begin our investigations, and I hope that you, uh, I hope that we do not come across anything other than... Um, Maybe uh, an infestation of some sort that can easily be fumigated uh, through the proper channels. Hey, you got the blueprints? Leave. Can you, uh, uh, you know, to us drop email? it in my phone or something? Don't you got a Yes, email I'll it? have the floor plan sent over. Hang on, I have it in the listing, actually. Um, and she'll send you over a floor plan. And it'll show you that there's many rooms on all the floors. I can send you a list of everything. Let me just take all my secret stuff off of it. It's rude. Uh, while I'm doing that, is there anything else you need from CC? No. No. The number that I gave her is to call the agency. It will go to El Capitan. <laughs> He's my emergency contact. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a couple spells for stuff like this, um, just to everyone else. I have a fifth level spell called Legend Lore, which is where I name and describe a person, place, or object. Brings to mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. If the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. Do you think it's haunted by a fucking legend? Yeah, I know. But it's very popular in this city. Like it's Beyonce? Legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there are f three floors to the house plus a basement. And on the first floor, there's a living room, dining room, kitchen, ballroom, pantry, home theater, and game room, and of course, a bathroom. Second floor, three bedrooms, one bathroom, library, and a study. Third floor, two bedrooms, two bathrooms, conservatory, and drawing room. And then as mentioned in the basement, there is a gym and a wine cellar, not just wine. There's the word cellar in there as well. I just didn't type it. I barely know her. If there are truly ghost here, companions, uh, then I suggest that the very first place we should go is underground. That's where most of the baddies uh, like to congregate. Do we agree? Uh, ghosts mostly live underground, so it makes sense. Well, I mean, of a haunted house, that's where most of the bad stuff happen. Right? Okay, but if any of us dies, I don't want to be first. I don't mind being first. Let's go. I'll die, and then we'll just have Rux not heal me for, like, the next <laughs> hour and a half. <laughs> oh, you. So I think Cece's going to take your card, leave her card, leave the front door, and shut it behind her. And I need everyone to roll me a perception check while you're about to start walking out of this room. Seven. A natural 20. Ooh. Uh... I have okay. both right. Aha. <laughs> I got a 17. It's an 18. Okay. So I think it's going to be everybody but 
Bay then's going to hear this. The three of you are going to start to leave the room, and as Bay won't lead but isn't paying attention otherwise, uh, you start to hear a scuffling in the walls of the house. It feels like it's coming closer and closer to the room that you're in until one of the vents in the room pops open. Oh my god. And before we get to find out what's inside the vent, the listeners and I are going to head to the gay agenda. Yes, this is the gay agenda. And first, let's talk about our sponsor. Chris, I want to cast a level nine spell. Oh, okay. What's that? I want to cast Wish. Oh, okay. What's the wish? I want better quality, longer lasting erections. That is a wish I can grant. Uh, in front of you appears 10 packets of Joy Mode. Oh, how do I use them? Very simple. You just combine the packet with six to eight ounces of water about 45 minutes before any sexual activity, and I promise the magic will unfold. Literally. I can say from experience that Joy Mode boosted more than just my confidence last time I was asked to roll a performance check. That's because Joy Mode is like a pre-workout, but for sex. <laughs> How many reps are you getting in with your pre-workout? I do. <laughs> I do log it in my fitness journal, yes. These ingredients are game-changing because they are assessed in peer-reviewed journals and they've been studied and researched in humans. So give that holy weapon a boost and try Joy Mode. Whether you're happy or unhappy with your performance in the bedroom, why not perform even better? Not only is this the only supplement you'll need for the bedroom, it also supports cardiovascular and heart health, athletic performance, blood pressure, and general erection function. Even if you're not a wizard, you can still do a little bit of magic in the bedroom. Yes, revivify your sex life with joy mode. Everyone's a little different, but if you're a martial fighter and you need a second wind, an action surge, an extra attack... I recommend using Joy Mode. Just add it to six to eight ounces of water before your next encounter, and it'll give you advantage in the bedroom. Designed to support erection quality, firmness, and sex drive, it contains clinically supported doses of arginine nitrate, L-citrulline, Panax ginseng, and vitamin C. Cast Power Word Thrill by adding a sachet of Joy Mode to your bag of holding for use in your next sexual encounter. Now roll for initiative. Poor performance in the bedroom can sachet away when you take a sachet of Joy Mode. Redefine your intimacy and go to usejoymode.com for 20% off with the code PICKLE, singular PICKLE. That's 20% off and free shipping with code PICKLE at usejoymode.com. Joy Mode, ingredients with integrity. Using that code is a great way to support the show. Another way you can support the show is by leaving a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Roll Gay Roleplay, and on TikTok, we are RGRP Podcast. And if you're feeling generous, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. We have bonus episodes, weekly pre-goss episodes, some gaming exclusive videos, and some polls that help shape the game. And before we get back to the show, here is a word from some of our friends. Hello, fellow D&Ders. My name is Jerome. I'm Jennifer. I'm Jody. And together with our friends Kara, Timothy, and Jared, we are the cast of the D20 to Curtain podcast, where Oklahoma theater geeks and their friends hit record and explore our new addiction to Dungeons & Dragons. We think D&D is more than just a game. 
It helps us tap into the enduring power of storytelling. We combine live gameplay with behind-the-curtain episodes to share our experiences, insights, habits, discoveries, and passion for D&D with anyone who will listen. We hope D20 to Curtain will make you laugh, cry, maybe even make your experience at your table even more satisfying. Check us out anywhere you listen to podcasts or visit us at d20tocurtain.com or at d20tocurtain on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We look forward to having you. All we ask is that you have fun, be kind, and play the role. One of the vents pops open. Um, ah, it seems that one of the uh, one of our uh, creature friends, uh, hopefully it's just like a mouse, uh, is a little active. Maybe I should stick my head through the vent and take a look. <laughs> uh, is there another way that you have to bind this? Um, hold on. I do have a spell called Sea Invisibility. Okay. I shall activate my eyes that helped me in the war of uh, Diana Ross's. Uh, there were a lot of clones of Diana Ross, and we had to stop them. <laughs> um, this happened in the year uh, 2096. They were very good at being stealthy and sneaky, and I stopped them with my invisible eyes that could see invisibly. So I'm going to cast... Oh, this wasn't a reenactment? You were in this war? I was also actually in this war in 2096, where I stopped the stealthy Diana Ross clones. Oh, wow. You have such story past. (laughs) So see invisible means if something is invisible, you can now see it? Yes. Okay, great. I think you're going to cast that and kind of look a little closer to it. Not get too close to the vent, but just look a little closer. And as you're looking, out pops Le Capitan, wearing a khaki cadet uniform with a black belt and goggles on his head. Oh my god, you are helping this house? Oh, oh! (laughs) And Le Capitan puts their goggles down and takes from behind their back a vacuum cleaner, like a handheld vacuum cleaner. And goes, oh, oh! Towards the uh, corners of the room. And then he's going to whip out a tablet and hand it to you, Lin. What the fuck? Okay, he's going to take the tablet. When you get the tablet, there's a news article that's pulled up on there, and okay. this is the tagline to it. I just sent it to you in Discord. News article. Or these are the lines that are the most important right now. Yeah, I will say Lena's not psyched about doing a ghost job. I think he's a little more suspicious than he wants to be. That's when you sit on your hand until it falls asleep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I think I'm very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in the heart of SoulQuest City's historic neighborhood stands Chippy Buckle Manor, a decrepit old mansion with a history as colorful as its peeling paint. Legend has it that a shadowy figure roamed the halls, shrieking so loud that it can be heard from the street. So legend was used, so I can use legend lore. Ha, okay. Damn, got him. Got him. Uh, Le Capitan's gonna like strike an action pose let you know he's fighting alongside you but you're supposed to be my emergency contact (laughs) now if we all die (laughs) he shows you his black belt and kind of turns it over and you can see he's got a pager on there oh okay well i'm just gonna text meoward that (laughs) we should go out in two days and to please call the police if i don't show up in two days i'm just gonna do that real quick Okay, okay. Meowry gets a text that's a little bit scary. Cool. 
But he also sends like a cute like filtered pic on Tentacle where like he's got like a fucking like dog tongue. You know what I mean? Like, eh. Oh, Lynn. Okay, perfect. We'll make sure that Meoward gets that message. They're probably working right now, but you'll see like a, they liked the message. A little heart pops up next to it. Carsey did. So what does that legend thing do that you're talking about? Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think I might want to do a little more investigating first before I jump immediately to casting a fifth level spell because I only have one of those. Um, but essentially, legend lore um, is a fifth level divination spell. So name or describe a person, place, or object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. So thanks for saying it was a legend. The more information you already have about the thing, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. The information you learn is accurate, but might be couched in figurative language. So I think you'll also need some time to make an answer, if that makes any sense. If you've got enough to know what to ask for, I'm prepared for that spell. Okay, perfect. But I think it makes sense to do a little research first since... Yeah, I want to, like, check out the utility cupboards. I want to check, like, you know, the pipes and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> when the heating kicks in at night, does it just groan a lot? Like, Okay. But if it's, like, been in the newspapers and haunted for a really long time, like, yeah. Sure. So what is your plan of attack? You now have the four of you plus Le Capitan. There's now five of you investigating this house for a ghost. Uh, I think we said that we were going to start in the basement because that's where all the weird shit tends to happen. Lynn especially is interested in utility rooms, crawl spaces, and like servants' hallways. If that makes any sense? Sort of the more hidden places that would hide like structural issues or, you know, someone living in the wall, like. Okay, sure. Right, because it could just be someone who is just living in the wall. Everything's plausible right now, yeah. So let's make our way down to the basement then. Uh, who's going down first? I mean, I think Le Capitan's ready. Le Capitan's going to be available with their vacuum cleaner at hand, goggles on. Is the vacuum cleaner like a Ghostbusters, not TM, Ghost Space Busters? Um, Bustin makes him feel good. Makes him feel well. Bustin makes him feel well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Bustin makes them feel well. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a ghost dust buster devil. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Did you make that? Mm. And they're yeah. actually going to start just like getting the like dust on the floor with the vacuum. The vacuum cleaner also sounds like the Capitan. Does anything happen when that goes on for a little bit? No, no, it is definitely a vacuum cleaner. Okay, okay. And we haven't heard any other noises except El Capitan crawling through the walls, right? Yeah, so far that's all you've heard. Okay, well, I think that, one, I don't think that we should split up. But that is just personal opinion. But let's go investigate that basement and that wine cellar. But I don't think that we should drink but we should save things for later. So the five of you are going to head down the stairs, and the first place of the basement you do run into is the wine cellar. So this is the place that has the most sense of, like, timeless sophistication. It's still a place that has a lot of dust on it, but almost like it's supposed to. There's a dimly lit ambiance. There's rows of meticulously organized wine racks adorned with neatly stacked latex-free gloves, each one brimming with the finest vintages. <sighs> 
The air in the wine cellar is thick with heady aroma of aged grapes and mingling with the sterile scent of latex, even though they're latex-free. I fucking hate you, Chris. Mm. I hate this. Yeah. The translucent surfaces of the gloves reflect the soft glow of candlelight. Yeah, there's hundreds of gloves of wine here. Are they like normal-sized gloves or like giant wine bottles? There are varying sizes of gloves. You've got some that are like rubber glove size, some are like cleaning glove sized, and some are just like hands. I know this is normal in-game. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is reeling. I'm certainly happy with that description of it. <laughs> yeah, I have to like. I'm, I'm trying to like copy. I'm trying to like like collage a mental image together of what this room looks like, and I had to like uh, uh, unpaste all of the wine bottles and replace them with gloves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two different clip art packages. Are they in rags or are they hanging from the ceiling like a serial killer? No, no, they're in <laughs> racks. Of course, you got to take care of your vintages. Okay. Just can't imagine what like a rack of gloves full of liquid looks like. How do you picture the fingers? Up or down? I don't know. That's why I don't want to think about it. I would think that it would degrade after so long, but like this is not reality. No. Not if you rotate it. <laughs> they're fantasy world. They're fantasy gloves. There's less liquid in the fingers than in the base of the glove, so the fingers would have to be down. Otherwise, it would look all weird. Or is it better mm. air-wise? Unless they're like really full. Yeah. Like How all is the it way. balancing? It's a, it doesn't have a flat bottom, and it's liquid inside. It's all rolling. The wine bottle isn't flat when it's held in a wine rack. Okay, so I think there's dowels, and then they just go in between the fingers, and it's held in between the fingers. Yes. I think the sizing goes medical, cleaning, fisting. <laughs> okay, can fisting be a title of a podcast? <laughs> hey, uh, they said we could have any wine that we want. Uh, I'm just going to grab this one, and Rux grabs Oh, hold on, I'll wait for Katie to finish hyperventilating. Yeah, Katie, you fucking broke Katie. That was so funny. Because I can just picture the size difference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay. Uh, are you grabbing a white, a red, a rosé? What does Rux drink? Rux doesn't drink wine, so just the closest one to them, I guess. The first one on the shelf. Uh, the highest one. Okay. So the red would be on top. So you'll get yourself a nice Cabernet Sauvignon. All right. He uh, bites off the pointer finger and drinks it. I don't know how that works. How does <laughs> yeah. that work? How does it work drinking out of the glove? Open it however you want, baby. Rux has some red wine. I mean, it's it's been in there for a while, but I mean, it's, if you don't, I mean, does Rux like wine then? It might taste a little gross to you if you're not a wine drinker. Have we ever seen them drink? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're drinking on the job. You've seen Rex drink uh, really terrible <laughs> liquors, and that's it. Like, really bad-tasting ones. So what is, like, the nose on that? Do you mean the thumb? Because I didn't drink it out of the thumb. If you want me to... I can do another one to tell you what it's like out of the thumb. Does, it th does wine taste different? Which finger you drink it out of? Uh, no. I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to shake fancy wine either. Like, <laughs> I usually drink real cheap stuff. I, I would assume that the thumb is the nose of the hand. Are you supposed to write it? Do we need to pour it into a de-hander first? Oh, God. All flaps. Uh, thank you, thank you. Also, I said not to drink. We need to drink after we finish the job. I just one glove. Okay, well, <laughs> I just... I'm real scared of ghosts, actually, so. 
<laughs> perfect timing for that. Suddenly there's a shriek from every direction that makes you all cover your ears. Ah, oh, fuck. Man, this wine's got a kick. <laughs> <laughs> After about 10 seconds, it goes away and you are back to normal in the wine cellar. Okay, I want to do... I want to see... Does it sound mechanical? Does it sound human? Does it sound like a fire alarm that's really, really old and the battery is dying? Does it sound like there's a toy stuck in the wall? Does it sound like an animal being injured? Like, I want to try to perceive the shriek. Okay. What would you say that? You know what? I like that you said perceive. Let's go ahead and do perception for it because I don't think it necessarily is an investigation. I think you have to be hearing it in the moment. So let's go ahead and roll perception for anyone that wants to be able to hear. I got a 28. Okay. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Does Lynn believe in ghosts? I will say Lynn doesn't believe in ghosts, but he also doesn't watch horror movies at night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he still, you know, if he's walking past the graveyard late at night, you know, prays a little. He's not superstitious, but he is superstitious. Like... Yeah, it doesn't exist, but also I'm not going to be alone with a Ouija board at night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sure. I think you believe this to be more, I don't want to say human, but I think you believe that it's not mechanical. Is it humanoid? Mammally? Like more humanoid than mammal? What does, a, what does a humanoid sound like versus a mammal, I guess is? I mean, more like presence of vocal cords. Oh, okay. It sounds humanoid, slightly metally, but not in the way that it sounds like it's coming from a speaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what the fuck was that? You all heard that too, right? I'm not just, that wasn't just like a brain transmission that you guys all heard that. Maybe uh, if I get another glove, and then when I drink it in a different room, we can see if it's coming from where it's coming from. Because it was obviously me drinking this wine that made that, that ghost yell. Yeah, we can all agree on that. The Capitan starts collecting wine gloves in their bag. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah. If we end up dying, this is, you know, real good payment. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to start, like, knocking on the walls. There's no, like, hidden things or anything. Go ahead and roll investigation. While they're doing that, Rux is going to say out loud, Hey, ghost, if you don't want me to drink your wine, uh, scream again right now. Nothing happens. Oh. I got a 23. Okay. I think Lynn is walking around knocking on every wall then. Yeah. I think you're going to hear a couple things. You can definitely tell what walls are foundation and what aren't. Um, and as you're going through that, there's like obvious wall that's to exterior, nothing really there. Uh, another wall that's all exterior, nothing going on there. There's another wall which has some of the wine racks on it. There's mm-hmm. uh, like a furnace air conditioning vent on one side. Mm-hmm. And as you're going through touching the racks, you see that one of the racks actually moves a little bit more okay. so than the others. And I think with that roll, you actually can push it a little bit and realize that it's a secret door. Oh. Nice. Hey, guys. Look at what I found. Secret door. <laughs> God, fuck, I love my job. 
I'm going to whack that baby open. Awesome. The Capitan's going to run in there with their uh, vacuum cleaner in hand. Oh! Check for traps first, you stupid. Uh, and as soon as the raccoon goes in there, first of all, the room is very dark when you first opened it. But as the motion happened of Le Capitan running in, all these very bright lights come on. And Lynn, you immediately see yourself. Oh. <gasps> and upon further inspection, you realize that there are mirrors throughout this room. Oh, God. <sighs> Hollow mirrors. And not just mirrors. There's also weights. A treadmill. This is where the gym is at. It's a hidden gym in a wine cellar. Ooh. Oh. Oh. You got me so excited for a second. Look, <laughs> Capitan runs over and grabs like a five pound weight and starts just lifting it. <sighs> I forgot that this is full of rich people's shit. It's just a hidden gym. <laughs> it's got normal equipment. Like a... It does have a lot of normal equipment, yeah. Okay, so like a wine stomping machine. Why would they need a second gym? Well, it says basement has gym and wine. Yeah. So I think that's... They just left off the colon. Okay. And for some reason, they put basement above third floor. Look, great. Is there anything else you want to look at in this gym aside from yourselves? Or Le Capitan working out? They're building up a sweat in that little khaki suit. (sighs) Aww. I'm just gonna still do the same thing. I'm just gonna do like the whole wall knocking. Sure. While everyone else just does what they're doing. Oh yeah, can they do that like finger trick to see if the mirrors are one way or two way? Mm. Yes, absolutely. Can both of you roll investigation, please, for that? I got an eighteen. I got a sixteen. Okay. Well, Bay's globbing up mirrors. Nice. Very smudgy. <laughs> just walking by and just running your hand through it. Just streaks ever. CC's going to have a lot of mirrors to clean. So I think you both are going to make it. I think you're going to start on opposite walls and kind of meet in the middle. And as you both reach the far wall, there's two things that happen. One, Bay, you're pretty certain there's a two-way mirror on the far wall opposite of where the wine cellar is. And same thing, Lynn, you think that is not an exterior wall. It's not part of the foundation wall. However, with your investigations, neither one of you see any sort of entrance or secret way in. I break it. More than that. (laughs) Um, I probably shouldn't cast a spell. I grab a weight from the gym and I throw it into the mirror. Okay. Lynn does absolutely nothing to stop (laughs) Faith. Does anyone else? (laughs) Uh, Roll an attack with a a throw attack. It's just a d20 or like an unarmed strike. Do a d20 for me. Should I add strength to it? Sure. Do you have a lot of strength? No, it's a negative one. Why'd you ask that? I got an 18. (laughs) Negative one would be a 17. (laughs) Great. Uh, Bay picks up a 10-pound weight, gives it a good hurl, and it bounces off of the mirror and falls to the ground. With an 18? I picked up one of those, like... The little ones that are padded that you're supposed to use for squats and stuff. Yeah, I was only making sure if you rolled poorly, it was going to come back and hit you and then be part of you. Ah, bonk. All of a sudden, Bay weighs 10 pounds more. Oh, squish. That's hey, why are you bouncing weights off the mirror? It's like a, it's like a tentacle workout I saw in one of Sasha's videos. Oh, um, 
a, a weight should not bounce off a mirror. It should break it. That's very weird. And this is not the real wall. Huh. Oh, yeah. Also, it's for sure like a two-way. Do you want to try punching it, Rex? You want me to punch the mirror? You're very strong. Uh, oh, yeah. Can I roll Arcana, though, just to see if it's a magic? Maybe it's a magic mirror, like the flames were magic in the fireplace. In that case, I can try to dispel it. Uh, yes, roll Arcana. That's probably better, because last time I uh, punched a door, you know, broke a door, I got accused of murder, so. Uh, that's very true. 16 Arcana. And uh, uh, I don't want to take that risk again. I mean, hopefully CC House House doesn't uh, end up dead. Knock on wood. Uh, there's definitely magic protecting this mirror. Uh, yeah, there's uh, magic. That's It's a magic mirror, just like the, um, the fireplace. going to dispel that magic. Okay. Then it's third level or lower. So go ahead and cast the spell, and that will dispel the magic. Uh, All right. But it's still a mirror. There is still a mirror there. Bay immediately throws another weight into it. Oh, yeah, baby. Awesome. <laughs> this time, um, no, go ahead. Roll, roll it again. Roll a d20. God damn it. I'm not <laughs> Just let me do things. We'll Chris. see what you do. It's not d d if you don't roll. Uh... I got a 16. Great. This time, the mirror does shatter and reveals a thick plate of glass behind it. I throw another weight at it. Uh, this time, it will not work, though. That's a hard bounce. Not even a bounce. It's a hard, like, gong, and then to the ground. You can tell that this glass is thick and sturdy. I never said a joke earlier, but this is actually kind of a workout. <laughs> yeah. So what do we see behind the thick plate of glass? That is a great answer. Who has dark vision? I think it's everyone, everyone except Lynn. So I think the three yeah. of you can kind of see that there's some figure in the darkness. And Lynn, you're going to kind of hold your hands over your eyes to look into the glass. Yeah. Uh, and that way all four of you can see that there is somebody standing back there with gray frizzled hair and deep sunken in eyes just staring back at you. As a ghost! Hey, there's somebody over there. Hey, guy. Yeah, uh, one second. I'm doing a constitution saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lynn very narrowly avoids screaming. Not, and there's nothing wrong with screaming like a little girl, but it is a very high-pitched shriek that he is holding back. <laughs> Not gendered. It's just very high-pitched. <laughs> and that's where we're going to cut the episode. <sighs> We'll find out who's behind that thick glass on the next episode mm. of Roll Gay Roleplay. So Until then, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find the podcast at RollGayRoleplay.com. I'm Brandel. You can find me in the Patreon where there's a new pre every week, Friday at 11, except for almost every week when it comes out on Saturday or Sunday. It's a fun little trick. Um, hi, my name is Katie, and you can find me posting pictures of my bunnies every once in a while in our Discord. The link is in the website that Tisha mentioned. Um, and hey, I'm Jonathan, and you can find me on the social media wall, um, anywhere. So, it's been great, y'all. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye! <laughs> Bye! Bye! Bye. An RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti. Tito Lix Guru, voiced by Blue.